Talaka, Rasha, Kapanda, the Pandaria, Pata, the Kete Pandaria, Kilianda, Lakusavaka, Rasha, Kapranta, the Kim, and Tapa, the Pada, the Pashandaria, Stavaka, Rita, the Syrian Daria, the Sontelekit, Alepa, do Savaka, Rasavaka, Pada, do Sandu, Lechingali, Pate, the Mandikisa, Mastor, Ekadia, Tampa, Tandaria, Tandaraka, Rata, the Vinted, the Pigamia, Tandarestova, Rashantaraka, Pata, Rata, the Amburit, and the Stuak, and Pata to do Satidianta Lake, Rata de Pedesa Pedeva, Lipa do Shanta Pigarianta Tavaka, Rata Pacadis, Vintele Acandia Losavak, Rasavaka Timaka, Retetu Sivak, Atadiatandaliki, Nakendaliki, Liadalia Tadiatama, Rakshan Medusaka, Ikana Mostevaka, Nika Paratidiaca Teliaca, Itelia. Thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity to learn how to properly study the word and Stivaka, Thank you for the understanding that you have granted to us and it is Thank you, sweet spirit of the living God. Um, wherever you are, I want you to pray with me. Just bring the spirit. 
few seconds, but those us be yesterday. Thank you, sweet spirit of the living God. Mentre igaborosi igai ivara ospide. Gijuagavera abandruazakis. Thank you, sweet spirit of the living God. Varagados vahayote. Inkavaragos espe igavabaris. Montuagivara aboragazis viagabas. Thank you, sweet spirit of the living God. Uh, mm. I'm tempted to say certain things. Okay, okay. Let me say certain things before we begin tonight. So, you know, tonight is a special night, and there are heightened spiritual activity. Okay, there is a heightened spiritual activity. I was with uh, the people who I am training personally on the missionary page and uh, we are the glorious time in the presence of the Lord and uh, the Lord opened my eye to witness a lot of angelic activity going on and in fact some of them uh, had the same experiences some of them saw certain beings and all that and uh, that possibility is still available and active tonight okay so even after we leave here i want you to spend ample time in prayer okay i want you to spend ample time in prayer it is very important it is very important okay uh, you know the problem is that a lot of people don't discern the times and seasons or they don't discern the hour that the lord wants to work something mighty in their life and uh, such times like this the bible speaks about the sons of isaac it says that they understood the times and seasons and they knew what to do and because of this their brethren were at their command if we are going to uh dominate in any sphere of life or anything there is a need that we understand or we are able to discern what god is doing in a particular time you understand so uh I, it's just I've, I've just given you a hint on something going on. It depends on you what you are going to use your night for. Mm-hmm. It, it depends on you. No, earlier today I was, uh, one of the ladies texted me and she sent me a message from uh, a pastor, a prophet, an ICTC prophet, I think. Uh, yeah, ICTC. And remember some days ago, I told you guys about uh, something about um, terrorism. In fact, I started talking about this last year, this year too. I, we spoke about it, okay? So she sent me uh, two confirmations, okay? I mean, 
two messages of two prophets. One was a voice note and one was a text message on a page. And it was all talking about the same thing, the very same thing. Okay. And the Bible makes us understand that there has to be two or three witnesses concerning the matter. And for me, having these uh, messages come to me, I think it is important that we pray about it. Okay. So please, someone should remind me where we are going to close for tonight. Just remind me so that we can spend some time praying for the nation, spend some time praying for Africa as a whole. Okay. As I spoke to you earlier on, it is something that is preventable or controllable. If we don't make use of the opportunities we have to curb it, uh, one day many people will be running for their lives. Okay. So there's an, even though uh, there's a need for us to pray about it, let's, let's just, let's just pray about it. Okay. And God will richly bless you for that. Okay, let's do something quick before we um, go into tonight's uh, session. So, we've posted on the page the link to tonight's session. You can just copy the whole message and post it on the status, post it somewhere. Uh, if you have some friends, just invite them because what we are going to study tonight will go a long way to um, help you and um, equip you in your Christian walk, okay, in your walk with Christ. So let's pick that up right now and then invite tonight, okay. See, one thing is that uh, these things that we are giving out this season, okay, now if you okay on the missionary page we dealt with rosh hashanah and we went more detail than you know i, I shared um an audio on the channel rosh hashanah and we dealt with certain things about rosh hashanah but on the page we went more detailed and we came to understand when when we dealt with rosh hashanah i was very shocked i was very shocked From the Christ of the matter, the Christ of the church, the Christ of the matter, and what we are doing now, all of it is under the theme of Rosh Hashanah. I, I was really, I was really sure everything we did was under the theme of Rosh Hashanah. So um, it, it's interesting that uh, within the season, everything is falling in like a black time. Everything is falling in place. It's like, uh, of course, whatever we did was because the Holy Spirit instructed, and the Lord spoke to me concerning certain things, and we had to do them. But uh, I find it strange that everything it was just it, all we do was towards rosh hashanah it was under the umbrella of rosh hashanah okay and that is the season we are in right now okay so let's take all of these things serious and make sure that as many people who can get access to this state do get access to it okay okay uh when you study the book of uh timothy second timothy chapter two i think verse 15 someone should post verse 15 for me second timothy yes yeah, second timothy second timothy chapter two 
Sorry. She posted on the group page for me so that we look at something interesting. Okay. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ. Monte Rando Parises. Verse two, uh, chapter two, verse fifteen says that steady to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. It's interesting. It says steady to show yourself approved or thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay, so let's. Uh, develop some assertions from this verse before we continue we are going to do it i'm going to make it very practical we will study the bible i hope you have data because okay some of you need to download certain things right now while we are on or i will um or i'll give you the names of the stuff and then you you just download it maybe you i'll give you contact or handle so that if you need any help they'll help you with that okay so study to show yourself approved. Okay. The first thing is that there is a certain approval that we are looking for from God. Okay, there's a certain approval that we must uh get from God, and we can only get it by studying. You understand? So there's a certain approval or a certain endorsement that we will get from God, and it must be only that when we study. And he continues and says that a workman that needed not be ashamed might be dividing the word of truth. Okay, so contextually, you come to understand that this approval of God that we are speaking is an approval of ministry or ministerial work. Okay. Because we are workmen, we are workmen, we are workmen. So if you receive the approval of good workmanship, it must be based on the fact that you studied. Okay. Now, when you look at the word "study," there, it's an interesting word. It's an interesting word. Um, when you look at the word "study," you see it's using strongs. You see the word "spaudizo." Okay. Or spodazzo, spodazzo, and spodazzo means to be diligent. Okay, to give diligence to something, it means to make effort. Do you understand? Please take your notebooks and write it. Says be diligent, be diligent, spodazzo. Okay, spodazzo. I I don't think I need to spell it for you. After tonight, you'll be able to spell spodazzo. You know how to get it and spell it yourself so uh you let's just cruise okay so steady to show yourself approved a workman and i said steady there is for that so it means be diligent now when we check the dictionary let's look at the dictionary meaning of diligence okay when you say someone is being diligent about something okay so uh diligence from the dictionary is to be steady, earnest, energetic, okay, or it's, it's to use steady, earnest, and energetic effort, okay, 
or devoted and painstaking works. Okay, so we are saying someone is being diligent, he is devoted and he is earnest and energetic, putting effort into a certain venture. That is when we say someone is being diligent. Okay, so the Bible shows us that our approach to the word must be on the basis of diligence. There is a need to study. There is a need to study. Okay, now we see in First Timothy also, First Timothy chapter five verse seventeen. The Bible speaks that let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in word and doctrine. So it says that we honor all elders who rule well. Okay, it said rule well, and it said that the ones who labor, okay, in word and doctrine. They must be counted of double honor. So we see that the study, it is not just about studying the word, or that study is actually speaking of a labor. Okay. So we don't come to read the Bible. We labor in the word. It's not about reading the Bible. A lot of you, your Bible is like my book of Bible stories. You only see something uh, killing the lion, then it looks nice to you and all that. But says go beyond just reading it like uh, just a book but you are supposed to study it and they say you are supposed to labor in it when we look at the word labor you have the word kopiao okay kopiao means to work hard and this type of work is it, it is to the extent that you must grow weary okay so you work hard until you are weary and you are tired and you are exhausted it means you have to work hard with 12 okay like how someone will be lifting, will be doing uh, you, you want to build your muscles so you are lifting, you do it until you are sweaty, you do it until you don't have any energy again you do it until you, your muscles are even cramping you understand labor in the way we are supposed to labor in the way, that is the, what the Bible is saying, if you want to gain the approval of God and if you really deserve double honor, there must be that extent of labor in the way. You must sweat in the way. So even from what I've said, you realize that a lot of you, you are, you are, you are approaching the Bible wrong because you read uh, one chapter and within three minutes you are done, then you go and take your phone and continue with your day, thinking that you studied the word. That is why you are not producing the fruits of the word. That is why... Uh, Lord help us. You know, you hear people speak and you hear, you, you keep wondering, ah, what, ah, what they said is in my Bible. Yes, because you, you, you've decided not to labor in the way. There are people who are out there and they are laboring in the way. They are digging deep into the word. Okay. So, the emphasis of what we are doing here is to teach you to labor in the word. Okay, that is why we are dealing with a practical word study. If you are approaching the word or handling the word, and I'm not talking about the issue of entering the experience, I'm talking about this written word of God. If you are going to handle this written word of God, there is a need for you to make painstaking efforts. When you don't feel the pain of this labor, you've not yet studied. Hmm? So, um, as I said, it's going to be very practical. Now, 
I want to teach you in a way that I'm conversant with because that is the way I've used for a long time and it has been very effective and I, I taught a few people and uh, they, they attested to the fact that it was very effective to them, okay? They attested to the fact that it was very effective to them. Don't forget, I said that your approach to the word is what first steady and the study involves labor. So study to show yourself approved and labor in word, labor in the word and doctrine. I've explained to you what this means by implication. It means work hard, be exhausted, get tired, go weary, be so diligent, twelve con concerning the word of God. Okay. Now, so when we are looking at um, Bible study, okay. I'm going to give you certain applications and certain things that will help you in your Bible study, but um, I think we should understand certain views on Bible study, okay? When you want to study the Bible, you don't just get up and begin to read what you want to read, okay? Now, there are various forms of studying the Bible and various approaches. We have, um, I think you should write this down, okay? We have topical studies, we have so write it down topical study we have character study we have verse study like a verse of the bible verse study we have chapter study we have book study i've given you five um five um approaches in studying the bible okay so i said topical study study verse study chapter study book study now when we talk about topical study okay we are simply looking at picking as looking at a certain topic probably the Holy spirit tells you this week that uh Elumon, you are supposed to study on love that is a topic you understand that is a topic you can have maybe the Holy spirit saying this week you are dealing with forgiveness that is a topic you know the thing is that we must study the bible in a certain definite part even by the holy ghost you know a lot of people just get up today they read ephesians once then tomorrow they feel <laughs> one of the funniest things is the people who take the bible and then they close it and they say okay god wherever i open to is where you want me to read today <laughs> lord jesus you 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 will never grow you you never grow if you are doing that lord you close your eyes then you just open then wherever it goes to you say okay this is where the lord wants to lead me there uh, wants me to study it's a lie don't lie to yourself you understand so the topical study we are looking at a specific topic we look at character study we are looking at a persona we are picking a persona okay so on the missionary page we did a cut we've done cut uh, we did a character study on david recently Okay, so when you pick the character, you are supposed to exhaust everything concerning that character. It doesn't matter what part of the Bible is found out. If we find, okay, let's look at someone like Balaam. When you look at the person of Balaam, you find Balaam in Revelation. That means Revelation will end up being in our Bible study because the, within the context of Balaam, okay, we we'll find the issue of Balaam in Jude. So that means we'll have to look at Jude 2. We'll find Balaam in the book of Numbers. So we'll have to look at Numbers. Do you understand? So 
this is how the character study works. We are picking the character and we are exhausting everything concerning that character. Now, before I even continue with the rest, don't forget, whatever dealing you will have with the word is in the Holy Ghost. You understand? You must use, it, it must be by the leading of the Holy Spirit. So don't think it gets better because I've taught you something that, uh, I've taught you certain formal things. You think you can just get up without the Holy Spirit and start doing what you want to do. No, please. Okay. Now, we have the verse study. Okay. So the verse study, I think these things are quite plain. Verse study is you pick a verse. You pick just a single verse. And you are going to study on that verse. So when I started teaching, when I started teaching discipleship classes and all, I taught them how to do quiet time. Okay. And I'm not going to do that today. But I taught them a specific way to do quiet time. And then in the quiet time, it they were supposed to just use one verse for the purpose of memorization. Okay. So for the purpose of memorization, they used one verse for quiet time. And even though it was a verse study, it was also a topical study. So within a week, they had a topic that they were supposed to look at. And then they selected verses. So you see that it can be intertwined in a certain way. Okay. I told you today is going to be very practical. So don't expect hey and all those things. Okay. Just write your notes. Listen carefully. Write your notes. Okay. So the best study is just one verse. Okay. You are looking at a particular verse and you are going to study it. You are going to labor and you are going to meditate. Okay. Then the chapter study is a chapter. So you pick a whole chapter, not just the best, the whole chapter. And the book study is the whole book. This one is quite plain. Okay. It is very plain. So those are the types of Bible study you can have. Topical character, verse, chapter, book study. Okay. Now, some of the um, equipment that I'll suggest to you, um, for, because I, as I said, I want it to be very practical. And you start doing that from now, those of you here. Okay. Those of you here. Um, we have, oh, by the way, uh, brother, Paris here with okay, man of God. Yes, so, so some of the applications I'll give you or resources I'll give you is something like for, for those of you who use iPhone, I think you can get scripture direct. Okay, so write it down, you download it because I after all we've done this week, we, we dealt with a lot this week. If you are not able to apply it effectively, it'll be a problem. So have scripture direct concordance there is an application called concordance after it now phoebe put your handle on the channel and derek to put your handle on the channel okay so that if they need help with those things they can get it from you i think derek can send um the one for the android users derek can send you the actual apk because google play store has removed it yeah so for the android users my sword okay my sword you can use that it's a very good um bible study application okay and you will always need your notebook i don't know why a lot of uh people we do bible study and we think we are superheroes and superhumans and we refuse to take notes 
he refused to take it. He, when uh, the discipleship pitch, uh, the missionary pitch, you take notes, everything, take notes. In fact, when the uh, guys come to my side, when I was on campus, right now I'm done. So that was on campus. When they come to my side and I begin to talk, the first thing you see is that they start taking, they take their phones, notebook, they are, they are starting to type. You should, as a diligent student, okay, or as someone who is studious. Now, you see, the verse we look at to begin with says that study. How do you study? When you go to school and you are studying, do you just go and when the teacher is speaking, you, you absorb it into your spirit? You don't do that. So why is it that when it comes to Bible study, you think you absorb what the you are, you are studying to like it will just fall into your spirit i i wonder why a lot of people have that mindset it is not going to just fall into your spirit we are saying steady so the way you are studying your book at school you should be able to study you at school or you university students here when you are studying you do research you go to the internet you go here you go here you jot everything so if you are studying you see the reason why we're studying, we saw that it is to get a certain approval. So take it like this. You see, you are studying in school to write an exam. Because you have the focus of that exam, there is a certain uh, posture and diligence that we give to our studies. In the same vein, we must appropriate that um, zeal, that fervency to our scriptural studies okay, or our Bible study. Now, it even reminds me of a verse. I'm not supposed to be quoting so many scriptures, but I think we should look at this scripture and uh, it, will, it will bring some light to us concerning Bible study. Okay. Okay. So when you read the book of Romans chapter 12, it says that uh, not slothful in business. Okay. Be not slothful in business, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Now, uh, the word slothful there means lagging in diligence. Okay lagging intelligence and the word business there is interesting it has the same root uh, as 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 steady it has the same root as steady you know i told you steady is um spodazzo and this one is spodi you understand they have the same roots they have the same root. they have the same origin okay and this here is talking about doing something with haste you understand or striving for it so what the scripture is telling us is that do not lag in diligence. Be hasty. What you say, oh, uh, the university students have this term. I don't know. Other people is like when you do something, they say, hey, Charlie, hasty, you hasty. But, so the Bible is saying, you too, do not lag. Be hasty. You understand? Be hasty. Be hasty. Do not lag. Do not lag in diligence. Rather be hasty. Then it says, fervent in the spirit. Fervency is talking about being fiery, being boiling, being hot. You understand? So in approaching the things of the spirit or approaching the way, God is also looking that you will not be slothful in that business, but you will be on fire for the way. So you are going to use all zeal, all anger, all <laughs> like all them, okay? All them to approach this way, okay? So, we can continue. 
So I'm giving you, I said, make sure you always have a notebook. You can't study without a notebook. That is not a Bible study. That is not a Bible study. You're even your quiet time. Your quiet time is a little, we can um, bring a little difference between your quiet time and Bible study. Okay. Because Bible study is much more of an, uh, much more intensive than quiet time. You are supposed to sit for hours studying the Bible. Quiet time will relatively be much a shorter time okay but for the bible study it is far more in-depth it is like how you are studying your book at school you understand okay so now one thing the first thing i want you to understand and i already established that point is that the holy spirit must interpret everything to you you understand the holy spirit must be your teacher the Bible speaks about the fact that the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. And we should understand this. This is what the word of God says about truth. It says, sanctify us. Why? For that, sanctify us for thy word is true. You understand? Sanctify us with thy word for thy word is true. It is the word of God that is true. That means if the Holy Spirit is supposed to guide us in all truth, the Holy Spirit will definitely guide us in the word of God. Because when we approach the word of God, we are supposed to take a journey in the spirit. There are many routes in the word of God. And I explained something to you during the week that the word of God serves as a portal. It is supposed to jet, cause you to journey from time into eternity. So those pathways in the spirit, okay, those pathways in eternity, he's saying that it is the Holy Spirit who will guide you through those pathways. Hey, I'll end up starting to preach. God. I don't want to start. Okay, you let's continue. <laughs> so, the Holy Spirit will guide us through those pathways, those eternal pathways, those pathways of the Spirit. Do you understand me? Now, a lot of people, what you do is you like Bible commentary, Bible commentary. Instead of letting the Holy Spirit guide you in Scripture, you let Bible commentary guide you. So, you realize that whatever you are going to give out to people is what you've heard from someone hmm? that thing is very erroneous do you know i don't want to raise some issues right now but i can speak of certain doctrines in the church of today and i'll give you so much scriptural evidence that you see that ah all this while you've been blind you followed and if you were at adulam okay many of you don't know adulam we're at a camp meeting in fact it was it was secret yeah was secret we normally like doing our things smoky we don't tell anyone that's for the people i'm training personally so we went for a competent adulam we'll be having adulam again very soon in fact i think it's next two weeks we'll be having adulam so when we were at adulam we dealt with a lot of things and a lot of people are shocked they, they didn't understand because all they've known is what someone has said what someone has said what he heard someone say that's what he heard someone say those Bible commentaries, if you follow them, a lot of times you may fall into error. So the Bible commentary can be there to assist you in certain ways. But then it is the Holy Spirit who guides us into all truth, not the Bible study, uh, not, not, not the Bible commentary, not Mark Henry's Bible commentary. In fact, I've, I've, I've almost stopped using commentaries because... I see certain things that the commentaries say, and like Charles Dab, 
Charles Darby uh, brought many of the most erroneous and most dangerous um, theological <laughs> theological sessions, like the issue of dispensationalism and other things. It will shock you that when we talk about dispensationalism, it is not talking anything relating to time. Hmm? It is not talking about time. Go and check. You, you can, okay. Uh, let's look at the dictionary and let's look at what dispensation actually talks about. If you look at Bible dictionaries, okay, or you look at um, the normal dictionary. So, me, I have, yeah, I talked about the tools you need for uh, learning. Okay, I mentioned, you know, I gave you some Bible applications. I said for iPhone users, Scripture Direct and Concordance. And I said for Android users, my sword and Derek, please send my sword APK to them right now. Okay, send my sword APK to the channel so that they can download it for the Android users. So my sword APK, and you can download Concordance also. Okay, so now when we check dispensationalism or this issue, let's see the meaning from this one. We are not even using Bible dictionary; we are using normal, uh, normal dictionary here dispensation means a general state of ordering things this is one a particular arrangement or provision two an exemption from a law three a formal authorization four a, an act of dispensing five something that is dispensed six these are six definitions things i've given you please did anything have to do with time so you say the dispensation of grace. You don't know that the grace of God existed from the foundations of the world. But you come and skew grace to a certain dispensation, thinking at that time there wasn't grace. So you say, oh, forget about the things in the Lord. You will miss a lot if you are not a student of the word. If, if you listen to people. And this is why there is so much error in the body of Christ. Because when someone got up and said, I have some revelation, they didn't uh use the word of god and diligence diligent bible study as a plumb line they just took it then they every this pastor heard it from this this one heard it from this and it has been passed on to you and because you too you don't study you get up and say dispensation and you don't even understand what dispensation is you understand there are so many things we can point out but i'm not here to point out those things you will learn yourself you understand so i said the holy spirit guides us don't stop relying on bible commentary some of you when you want to you want to go and preach so you go and read commentary commentary you go and read people's commentaries on the internet you go and read from here go and read from here then you come then you think you know you don't know so the holy spirit must interpret and guide us second thing do not study in the flesh don't try that Okay. You, you know, a lot of people study in the flesh. They, they study in the flesh. They, and they study to, to, to buttress their own emotions. Like, you, you must never approach scripture when you, 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 you are not spiritually psyched. You understand? Because when you begin to approach the scripture from the pedestal of the flesh, there is a tendency of you interpreting scripture from the flesh. Now, the Bible speaks of a group of people. It says that they feed up 
uh, they hit onto themselves teachers after their own last that is a definition or a, a, script, a, a scriptural view of studying according to the flesh this is supposed to heap up teachers onto themselves according to their flesh so whatever is coming to them it is from the perspective of their flesh what they want to receive you do it you go like that and you are trying you, you want to do it with your strength and your confidence and your flesh know that you are not going to hear what god wants you to hear you will hear what you want to hear that is why someone can read in the bible and the bible is clearly telling you clearly telling you about uh, uh clearly showing you how god is a god of morality but you can get up and say god that think about morality yes meanwhile the bible will reveal to you that in the nature of god it is it is it is in the nature of god morality is in the nature of god but you think you are you are bigger than god your labor or your state it must be in the spirit you understand now the holy the <laughs> the bible speaks about the fact that you are in the spirit because you have the holy spirit in you but he also speaks about walking in the spirit so our emphasis here is not just saying oh i'm in the spirit because um technically every believer is in the spirit technically every believer is in the spirit why because you have the holy spirit but the emphasis here is that when we are approaching it we are functioning from that pedestal of the spirit we don't have confidence in our flesh we don't have any vim in our flesh we are addressing scripture from the spirit you understand now i'm giving you certain points we'll, we'll continue we'll, along the line we'll look at certain things okay now the third thing for you to be doing is to allow scripture to explain scripture not someone's ideas and preferences to explain scripture this is a mistake a lot of people make you try okay you studied scripture and you saw the mystery of godliness now instead of finding what scripture says about the mystery of godliness you decide to make logical conclusions on it instead of finding out what scripture is saying about the mystery of godliness do you understand maybe the bible talks about the fact um talks that we all will be changed right? talks about okay Roman, okay romans chapter 8 talks about the fact that we groan and we earnestly await the adoption okay the adoption and instead of asking yourself what is this adoption or searching for scripture what this adoption is you decide to go and use other means please allow scripture to explain scripture and a lot of times you realize that certain things that are not communicated in a complete thought at one point of scripture you will find it somewhere else do you understand you will definitely find it somewhere else in scripture so when you are reading the word the word there is a need for you to be able to link the word that is if something is here there could be an explanation in another part of the bible so we are supposed to search for it instead of just concluding okay then i think it means this you understand don't think it means anything you go and look for what the bible is communicating let scripture be its own interpreter not you because you see don't forget this is the word of god okay god wants to communicate something to you 
It is God who can best explain it to you. God is trying to communicate something to you. He is not leaving you with blanks. He's not leaving you with blanks or gaps that you go and find out this thing in another book. And one thing uh, uh, most of us are doing of late is that we want to use other material apart from the Bible. It's it's not really wise, honestly. It's not really wise. Okay, you want to use book of um, book of Moses, book of John the Baptist, book of Judas, and all those things. Please, I will not advise you to try that. I will not advise you to try that. Let's stick to our Bible. It is enough. Stick to your Bible. It is enough. In fact, you you've not read uh, even. 10% of the Bible, and you are reading book of Joshua. What is the use? What, what is the whole point about that or of that? Okay, so allow scripture to uh, interpret scripture. And when we are saying scripture should interpret scripture, one important thing is for us to look at the context. Now we have something we call exegesis, and we have something we call eisegesis. Okay, exegesis, let me spell it for you. E X E G E-S-I-S, exegesis. Then the second word I said is eisegesis or eisegesis. E-I-S-E-G-E-S-I-S, exegesis and eisegesis. Okay. When we talk about exegesis, we are looking at what the context is saying. What is scripture saying in its context? Okay. And eisegesis is what insinuations can we make from it? So you realize uh, maybe someone will take a scripture and um, I, I want, uh -huh, okay, a scripture. I saw someone make a certain eisegesis and was interested. He was talking about the fact that, well, when Jesus um, went <laughs> to the wedding feast, okay, at Canaan, uh, was it Canaan? Yeah, I, I, I think so. And he, the, he, he called for them to bring the vessels. They were, he was supposed to turn the water into wine uh, because Mary said they should listen to him. Now, he was interpreting it as those vessels, they were representing the six continents. You understand? He said those vessels were representing the six continents. So he turned water into wine in all of them. That means there will be a revival on all the six um, continents. And it has happened in Europe, it has happened here, it has happened there, it has happened in Asia, it has happened here. It says the last place is Africa, because that is the sit, um, that is the sit jar. Okay, that's an asegesis. Now listen, it is good that you can uh, get your revelations and all those things. But before you look at getting revelations and asegesis and everything, please, man of God, let's look at what scripture was saying there and then. That is one of the most important pointers to understanding what it can say later on. Do you understand me? So we are called to make exegesis, not necessarily exegesis. We are called to make exegesis. Okay. So make sure that you always apply the context. Let's look at, you see, read the Bible to seek understanding and know what scripture says, not to um sort of endorse what you already believe so because you believe there's supposed to be a i'm not saying he was wrong by the way but 
I'm trying to use that as an example. So because I believe Africa will the revival will ride on the wings of Africa, I don't have to just conclude that um, because uh, that's because the the sit the sit port was Africa, or because Timon the Cyrenian was from Africa. So because he helped Jesus carry the cross, that means the last revival it must be on the wings of Africans. You understand? We don't just conclude like that. Let's first look at the context. What is scripture communicating in those contexts? Before you can even decide that, oh, maybe if you believe that the Holy Spirit has given you revelation concerning a certain thing. And I repeat, I'm not saying they were wrong. I'm not saying they were wrong. I have a certain understanding into those things also. I'm not saying they were wrong. Okay. So, let's continue. Don't approach the Bible with preconceived thoughts. I was telling you something about the commentaries. Okay. I was telling you something about the commentaries that the people who use commentaries, they are most likely to fall into error. Why? Because they are coming with preconceived thoughts. They, they are using someone's thoughts pattern. Someone's thinking about it. Even when we take aside the commentary, you realize that you, if, okay, there are some people who have a certain mind about certain issues in the Bible. Okay. So no matter what they read they will decide to read it in a different way this is why someone like um paul will tell you that the fact that grace abounds doesn't license you to sin because the person has a certain mind concerning the issue of grace he has to bring a certain correction you understand you've heard about this concerning a certain scripture so anytime you are reading it you are thinking that already you are not allowing scripture to teach you now it's like you want to teach scripture what scripture was to see. You want to teach scripture what scripture was to see. Meanwhile, scripture has its own independent verdict concerning that issue that it was addressing. But because of what you already think about it, so let me teach you something. Anytime you take your Bible, take your Bible like you don't know anything. Okay? Take your Bible as if you don't know anything. Read and allow scripture to talk to you. And Take note of every detail. Take note of every detail. I said, allow scripture to teach you. Don't think you know. You don't know anything. Hmm? I, I, do you know, as of last year, the things I understood about scripture, when I read a verse, the things I saw last year, I'm not seeing that same thing. I realized that I was confused last year. This year, I don't think I'm confused. Maybe next year or next two years, or as I'm growing, 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 in the word, I'll say, oh, back then, you were too shallow. You didn't know anything. Do you understand? So let scripture teach you. If you always come to scripture and say, oh, I already know this. Uh, this verse, I already know this is what it's talking about. You fall into error. And you cannot be corrected by scripture when it happens like that. Do you understand? So let's continue. I said every detail is necessary. Okay. The, every detail is, is necessary don't rush every detail is necessary and this bible we are we are studying we are studying it because it is light to us during the week we understood how the word of god is vitality to us so it is light to us we are studying it for ourselves you know one error a lot of us make is that we study scripture because we have to teach you have uh, people following you so you want to study so that you can go and teach them you can go and show them that you to the revelation, you have some. That is another big problem. 
that that don't do that don't do that don't do that don't do that the only reason why you study scripture is so that you can go and teach the day you are not supposed to teach we don't have scripture in your head that is why you are faced by a lot of issues and because you couldn't prepare for it you see god let me tell you something god prefers ready men than ready sermons do you understand what i'm saying god prefers ready men i know i'm saying this because there are some of you who um would like to enter into ministry i mean ministry in that sense in that formal sense and all or some of you are picking up and you are learning and you you come to meeting some some people they came here because they are coming for revelation to go and teach and that is very erroneous that means you are not seeing yourself as someone in need of the scripture you think you are just supposed to be a teacher and the people are supposed to listen to you so they need it and and <laughs> and you you don't need it they need it they need it don't go to scripture because you want revelation to teach someone or you want to know mysteries and teach people but because you know that this way i am going for it is going to build me it is for myself it is going to make me mature it's going to put uh cause me to mature in christ that is the first point of our interaction with god you see there is that ministry unto god before ministry unto people okay and our ministry unto god involves a lot including our fellowship with god and we grow into maturity into the stature of christ do you understand that is part of the involvement of our ministry unto god we are looking at is that communion that koinonia that personal relationship that um personal dealing with god so some of you everything you know everyone knows it also because everything you 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 received in your place of study or your place of prayer you want to say it you don't have any secret with god it is it is it is men who of secrets men of secrets eh? men of secrets that dominates you understand it is men of secrets so sometimes you have to have what has god said to you personally not what you're going to look for to tell people what has and it's shocking that a lot of the things we tell people even we in our lives it is not functioning effectively it, it's not it's not making any impact in our life it's not making so you can go and preach about it you preach healing 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 how many people do you see them walking in the healing how many people do you see them walking in the things they preach no because they study the bible and that is one problem with um the orthodox system of bible school they they, they go and learn how to prepare sermon notes so saturday saturday evening they are preparing sermon notes ready for sunday and some people already they didn't have a pattern they are by some do you know some people already have a sermon list uh, topics but they will do it next year mm. they are not waiting for the holy spirit to uh, lead them that this is what we'll do with so they have the topics for next year they have written it down getting to time they'll look for scriptures on the net they're looking for scriptures on the internet and then they themselves they are not being fed there is no impact of that word in their life do you understand so these are certain pitfalls of people um uh, pitfalls in the approach of people to study in the word of god study it as for you that this is life unto me okay let's proceed so let's go a little more in depth now it is important to know is that in studying scripture there is a need to take note of cultural influences 
okay there are lots of things we have to take note of when you are um, doing your bible study but one of the important things is cultural influences because you cannot understand the bible if you are going to look at it from the western perspective because it was in an eastern jurisdiction so if i'm going to understand the word of god that's why okay if you are on the missionary page realize that we've been studying the bible from the hebrew perspective you realize i, I was saying something to them recently that when we look at um the issue of rosh hashanah okay and we're looking at no one knows the time okay no one knows the day or time that the son of man will appear or that christ is going to come back in the hebrew man's perspective they were talking concerning rosh hashanah also they were actually talking about rosh hashanah because of the nature of rosh hashanah if you have listened to the rosh hashanah audio you, you might have understanding into this okay so that's the hebrew man's perspective so a hebrew will say something and you you are trying to they their mind about that thing is so different but you, you are trying to interpret it from the western perspective you, an englishman's perspective or a Ghanaian's perspective meanwhile their culture is totally different it's entirely different the things they think about are different the way they do their things are different do you understand the way they do their their wedding is different their uh, their when they give birth, the rights they perform, most of them are different and everything. So how will you attempt to interpret that Bible that was written with a certain cultural influence in your perspective, your 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 um your cultural perspective? It is not possible. This is why many people get a lot of things wrong. We don't see the Hebraic view of a lot of things. And this is also why when you find someone who says, oh, don't study Hebrew, it's not needed, and all those things. You realize that they, they to some extent, they don't have understanding into a lot of things. Please, the Hebrew study it, study it, study the culture, study the culture of the Jews. Study, you, you see in the Bible that there are Babylonians. You there is a need to look at Babylonian culture. There are Jews, look at Jewish culture. There are Persians, uh, okay, Persians and Babylonians, yeah. You look at their culture. They are Egyptians. Look at their culture. Then you understand what the Bible is talking about. It will shock you that when, um, the, when the Lord was delivering the people out of Egypt, now you realize that the ten plagues. If you look at it from a cultural perspective, you come to see that even the ten plagues, from the cultural perspective, communicate much deeper truth because all the things he touched, he touched the water, he turned the water into blood, he um caused frogs he, he he dealt with flies he dealt with death he dealt with all those things everything represented one of the gods of egypt you understand so in what he did he he he, he god god actually waged war against the gods of egypt with every single plague because there was a god to represent those plagues or who had a dealing with such a phenomenon but god defeated them in all those places it gives you a deeper understanding into what you are doing uh, or, or what you are studying. You understand? So take note of cultural perspective, cultural influences. Take note of cultural influences. How they speak about certain things. The Bible speaks about um, the Tower of Babel and says that this tower, they were raising it and they, they, they wanted it, uh, the face, its, its face should be unto God. 
Okay, they were building it high that it should reach the heavens. It that way that thing there is a Hebraism. It is talking about the fact that they were trying to have access to a certain spiritual reality. They, they, they were actually making a connection to the heavens. It is not talking about how that their, their tower will go and reach space or reach the moon or something. No, it's not talking about that height. It is in in their in their cultural perspective, you realize that it was just a Hebraism. It speaks about something else. So their traditions, their patterns of thinking, their festival. When you study Jewish festival, you see that it speaks about the whole Christian work, even to the coming of Christ. We dealt with Rosh Hashanah. You, we, we came to understand what Rosh Hashanah represents. We look at, from Rosh Hashanah, we looked at how God is raising people in this season. That was Rosh Hashanah. That's some festival somewhere. We look at how God is raising people in this season. We look at the fact um, Pesh vessels is even in Rosh Hashanah. When you study Rosh Hashanah, you come to understand the uh, mystery of the two witnesses. When you study Rosh Hashanah, you come to understand the timing of Christ, uh, Christ's return, all those things. When you look at um, Sukkot, that is the um, the festival, the, the Feast of Tabernacles or the Feast of Booths. You come to understand how there is a certain time to come that God is going to dwell in our midst. God is going to dwell that He's going to tabernacle with us. And what is the necessary posture that we must assume? This is all from just considering the cultural perspective. Do you understand? This is all from just considering the cultural perspective. Now, you in considering cultural perspective that means we also consider locations if you are a bible student you must you must you must study maps you see the thing is we are lazy we are lazy we are lazy, we are lazy. that's why we miss a lot of things we are too lazy we are a bible student and they are talking about between um rama rama and another place gilead and you will not go and see what where, where is that rama in gilead you you don't care because you think your mind is a map or you the the whole atlas your 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 mind has the atlas recently i was telling on certain things and i needed to go and check on moria the moria i needed to check on jerusalem i needed to check on many other things to have certain understanding to certain things, I needed to check where Bethel is. I needed to check where Mahanaim is. And well, I'm not going. I'm, I, I, I'm not here to talk about what exactly I was studying at, at that time. Uh, when that one is for me, but then because of the type of topic I was studying, and because I needed increased understanding, there was a need to consider all those things, even physical locations physical location the bible speaks about how jesus was moving from somewhere to somewhere and he says there needs be that he passed through another place so why don't you go and check and have understanding into it do you know if you look at the maps and you look at where the temple is situated between the three valleys the hinnom valley and the other two valleys you have great understanding into how jesus could stop people from buying and selling in the temple but you are not being diligent in the way when you read it you thought oh that is all i understood it meanwhile there is much greater lessons to be learned from it 
Okay, so please let's let's take note of these things. It's very important. I'm, I told you I'm going to keep tonight short. I'm just giving you pointers, and then we we'll look at certain things first. Okay, now if you are studying the word in a chapter, I'm I'm making this as practical as possible. So write your notes and make sure you can use it even from tonight. When you are studying the word, and the chapter begins with statements like "wherefore," "if," "but." You should know it is the continuation of another thing because the Bible is not written in chapters and verses. Like the actual manuscripts, the letters, they were not in chapters and verses. It is for easy reading and understanding that um, the compilers put those um, distinctions. Do you understand? So, you, in, fa in fact, if I even come to you and I come and talk to you, I just start talking and I said, wherefore, and I said, you think there's a problem with me. So how do you start a statement where wherefore? This is this is just English, normal English. How do you start a statement where wherefore? But you you went to your Bible and you were doing a chapter study. Because you are doing a chapter study and started with wherefore, you said, I'm doing a chapter study, so let me just remain in wherefore. Meanwhile, wherefore shows that he was talking about something else. That is why when we dealt with Hebrews chapter 12, um, during the week, I was speaking on something and then i made mention about the fact that um the weight and the sin that easily besets us every weight and the sin that easily besets us and i told you there is definite i told you take note of every detail so it didn't say a sin which easily besets us. it says the sin there is a certain concrete sin which easily besets us and then the bible talk started with wherefore chapter 12 started with wherefore do you understand started with wherefore that that means that thing is talking about we have to go and go back to find get understanding to it then when we went back we saw that ah the whole chapter was talking about faith and the people who draw back into perdition so that is how we came to understand that the sin is talking about is the sin of unbelief but someone would think it's fornication or just any general thing but he was talking about the sin of unbelief because it is unbelief that easily says us. listen you can fall for unbelief so easily and you will not realize it. There are many people who are in church who are unbelievers. Mm. They don't know. It easily besets us. And I told you besets is in two perspectives. First, when you the word besets, it can mean it, it will easily catch you. Like, it, it will take over you unknowingly. And it also means it can make you fall. So that sin of unbelief will do two things. First, it will ensnare you without you realizing you will fall for that thing. And then it will make you fall from that secure position that um, the book of Peter, chapter 1 Peter chapter 5 was talking about. You understand? So if it's, uh, if something like but and all those things, you go back, go and find out, go and see the definite starting point. Because that is where you get the full, the communication of a full thought. Okay, of a complete thought. That's where the communication of the complete thought begins. So if I'm studying the Bible, if I'm studying, um, maybe I decided to do a chapter study. By the time I realized, I might go to three chapters behind because I have to understand where is this coming from. There is a source and a destination. He's trying to communicate something. And you can't just start from the destination. You have to go back to the source and understand what was he saying here. Do you understand? You have to go and understand what really was he saying when, when he was talking about this thing. Okay. There is a need for... Okay, so I uh, I talked about you getting the concordance earlier on as part of the materials. And 
I think I'll teach you how to use some of those materials. But I don't know. Most of you may know how to use it. But there is a very, it's needed that you get a concordance. Okay? Because you are not a Jew. And the Bible is written in Jew. You should know that what you are having in English here, it's, <laughs> the Bible wasn't written in English. And English, the, 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 the scope of, um, the, the scope of understanding you can have in English is very little because, okay, let's take something like this. We know that Bible is written in Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek, okay? Look at English. English, when you read your Bible, you see love, okay? Do you know when the Bible is talking about sexual relation, he talk, he, it, it uses love, right? When it's talking about sex, he, he may use love. When he's talking about God loving someone, he may use love. When he's talking about brotherly love, he may use love. So now when you use English, what love are you talking about? Are you going to just decide, oh, maybe I, I feel like this is exactly what the Bible is talking about? No. You're not just going to conclude that, oh, this is exactly what the Bible is talking about. But when you have a concordance and you can see the, the actual words that were used and the meaning of that word, it becomes more easy to understand the scripture. Because in Greek, when we look at love, you are going to have about four words for love. At least four words for love. You understand? At least four words for love. And one, we, we have phileo, we have, um, we have phileo, we have eros, then we have um, agape, and then there, there's another one, it's a skip me, okay? But you see that all these things have different meanings. They, they, they all have different meanings, okay? All these um, words for love, they have different meanings. That means when I use English, I became incapacitated. I became, in some people think it, uh, I, I heard someone saying, oh, it's true. A lot of times, and people learn Greek and Hebrew, and they become puffed up, and they think they know. But listen, beyond Greek and Hebrew, there is the Spirit of God. So our basis is the Spirit of God, not the Greek and Hebrew. But then you shouldn't stand and say that, oh, you don't need to use Greek and Hebrew. You need to use the Spirit of God because what the Spirit of God is going to work on you is based on the knowledge that you have. A lot of times, the dealing God is going to have with you is the the boundary of that dealing is. The, the knowledge you have. A lot of times, the value of that deal is the knowledge you have. So, when you come to the understanding that, oh, love is in this perspective, now, when the Holy Spirit is guiding you through scripture, there is less the lesser tendency of you picking wrong signals. Because, you see, the problem is not with what the Holy Spirit is teaching you, but what you are receiving. There is a difference between what is spoken and what is received. And a lot of times, we end up receiving different things than what was spoken. A lot of times, we, the Holy Spirit is saying something. He's pointing us towards something. But we, in our reception, we receive, uh, receive a different body of knowledge. We receive a, an entirely different body of knowledge. Why? We've not steady. We've not labored. The word says steady to show yourself approved. Spodazo. He says twelve sweats. Go deep, go deep, deep, deep. Go to the roots. This man, the Lord gave us a word. He said, we are taking roots. So, learn to take, go for the root words of whatever, whatever. 
go for the root word. Go and find out what exactly does this word mean. What is it saying? You know, uh, I was speaking with um, uh, and he spoke about something interesting. So you know, we talked about meditation. Okay, then he spoke about the fact the word seller. Okay, I had a certain understanding to it, but he he brought a, uh, he 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 said something which brought great light. He was speaking about the fact that the word seller, okay, S-E-L-A-H, you see it a lot in Psalms, okay. The word seller is from the same, uh, it has the same root word as baskets. It has the same root word also as quail, okay. Now, when you look at the word seller from the um, the various words that form it, uh, that can assume its root word or that can fit into its root word, the meaning for seller that you get there is a gathering of thoughts in a basket. And the another root word will make you understand that it is about carrying the basket. So when we look at just seller, what we understand from that word seller, okay, is you are gathering thoughts in a basket onto your head. And that is that is actually the principle of meditation. That is actually the principle of meditation. What I knew about seller is pause and reflect. Okay, it means pause and reflect. But what he had brought to me shows that when you are doing the seller, what he's saying is that you are gathering, you are gathering the thoughts. Okay, you gather the thought and place it onto your head. That was just from one way. Why? How did he understand this thing about it? Why? Because he decided to go to the roots of what was being communicated. Because the Hebrew language and the Greek language. Um, the, in fact, I hope you know that the initial Hebrew language, okay, Hebrew language was first pictographic. There were there were no letters, there were no letters like that. So it was pictographic. So okay, write this down, the pictograph. And I would like all of you to go and research on the pictograph. Okay, I would like all of you to research on the pictograph. I think I should read something for you now. Um. You know the word um, L, okay, the shortened form for for Elohim, okay, L, what we call God, L. Now it is made of two words, Aleph and Lamed, okay. Now when you look at the pictographic meaning, Aleph is is when 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 the Hebrews said Aleph in those times, what they did was to draw the head of an ox, okay. Instead of writing Aleph like me, maybe how you write A, they would draw the head of an ox. And that thing represented strength and leadership. Okay. So a strong leader. Okay. And then Lamed represented the staff of a shepherd. So you are looking at a good shepherd. Okay. So when you look at God, you will see that God is a strong leader and a shepherd. That is how they will understand the person of El, when they say El, the, that Hebrew man will not just have, oh, Elohim. He will understand two things, that this is a leader and a shepherd. You understand? The word for father is Ab. So you have something like Aleph and Bet. Okay? Aleph and Bet. When you look at Aleph, I've already told you, Aleph, they draw an ox. For Bet, they draw a house. Okay? They draw something like a house. So when you want to understand who a father is from the Hebrew perspective. When the person says Ab, what he's saying is that 
the strength or the leader of the house because Ab Aleph is what the ox, the strength or the leader, and then um, Bet or Bet is the house, so the strength of the house. So, this is how they had understanding to a lot of things. Let's look at another thing like this. Um, the word we have Yod Hevad He, Yod Hevad He. When you look at it, Yod is. Um, behold, okay, Yod is the picture of someone's arm that is outstretched, and it says, Behold, okay, and then He, when we talk about He, sorry, that's He, He is behold, an outstretched arm, okay, that's He. Yod is just an arm or the hand, it's talking about the hand. When you talk about Vav, it's talking about a nail. So when you say Yod, He, Vav, He, what people say Yahweh or Yah, okay. What he's talking about is this is literally what the Hebrew man will understand. Behold, hand, behold, nail, yod, he, vav, he. You understand? Hand, behold, nail, behold. I mean, yod, he, vav, he. Hand, behold, nail, behold. What is it talking about? You will come to see that it's talking about the crucifixion of Christ. So even from where God revealed himself as Yahweh, he had already spoken about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. He says, hand, behold, the hand, behold, the nail, behold. And that is what happened to Jesus. Do you understand? So there is a need that we use the concordance and even if you want to go much more in it okay but my suggestion is you just use a concordance don't go to pictographic don't go to gematria right now those things may confuse you okay so what i'm saying now is that at least the concordance you really need it because it will show you the actual word in hebrew or greek and tell you what really that word insinuates do you understand so that you don't okay look at something the bible speaks about he who let it will let meanwhile when you go to Greek, it's talking about the one who restrains. So in English, it's saying let. The King James will say the one who lets will let. If you listen to it as an Englishman, what will be in your mind is that, oh, the one who allow will allow. But it's actually saying he who is restrained. Do you understand? Letting there is rather talking about restraining. So if you are reading just in English, you have a... Your, You'll be taken far away from what actually the verse was saying. You 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 fall into a grave error. Do you understand? So let's take note of that. So if you have okay, so I've given you the Bible study tools now. For those of you who have never used a concordance, when you take your Bible application, I told you to download um my sword and concordance. You will realize that, or some of you, your Bible applications, you see something like um. G1021, G1031, by the words, okay? They call it Strong's, Strong's Concordance, in some of the Bibles. And the Bibles that I have um, told you to get, you find them there, so you can make use of them. So when you are reading your Bible, when you are studying the word, what you can do is that, it, with that particular word, like maybe love, I will decide that I'll click love, or I'll click the, the hyperlink, you know what a hyperlink is? If you are a student, you know. So I won't tell you what a hyperlink is. You click the hyperlink, maybe H1012. And then it is going to give you the actual meaning of the word. I'm making this as practical as possible. I'm, I'm not preaching. We are, we are studying. 
or something. I'm not preaching. You click on it, and then it will give you the meaning of the word. You understand? Then you know that, oh, this is what it's saying. That's how I got to know that when the Bible says off, okay? At some places, when you see off, it uses a certain specific word, ek, and it's talking about origination. You realize that it, the, the words are much deeper. The word of God, the word that originates from God. Did you know what I said? The word of God, the word that originates from God. So their thinking into everything was it's far different from the Western view. It's far different from the Western view. Okay, so you click on the hyperlink and then it will give you the actual meaning. It will give you the actual meaning. That doesn't mean you just conclude that is it. Make a lot of references. Now, this is one thing that you need to learn to do. When you are studying the Bible, don't use only King James. I don't know, some of you think when you use King James Version, that means you are a guru. So you realize when we are, when people are going to preach and they say, thou art this thing, then, then they feel like, yes, that is the anointing. Please stop, stop lying to yourself. Eh? The King James you are reading, uh, you don't understand. You cry, I think King James cry now, break. King James himself, he was, he was suffering to read and you, you don't understand the thing. And you are praying to use King James to fail. King James doesn't make you more spiritual. And yeah, use NIV, passion, passion translation, and everything. Okay, so you can decide to use a number of um, verses. So, me for one scripture, this is why it takes long to do Bible study. You, you read it like a storybook. For me, if I'm doing a Bible study and I look at this scripture, I am going to read it in about four different Bibles. Why? Because all of them are the, they are the translations, the translators um, sometimes have their own perspective about things. And this is one thing you must take note of. Please be writing. You know, the Bible, it is human beings that translated it. If this person doesn't like women, or if he is those people who he they they like um lording over women and he writes the bible the way he writes it because of that his disposition it can affect it let me explain what i'm saying this when you look at the bible it says that um the women should be submitted to the men it talks about women submitting to men but the actual thing okay the word that is used for wife okay the word that is used for wife and the woman are actually the same way okay and the word that i use for men and husbands too are actually the same word i researched but then i realized that the same roots and actually the same word so the scripture listen as a lady you are not sub supposed to submit to just any man it is not that you see a man and the same because it's a man you submit that is foolishness you understand what scripture was saying is that wives to submit to their husbands and that is the extent to the submission you can't submit to someone else's husband. You don't submit to another man. Do you understand? Your submission is to your husband. But because of someone's view on it, he's going to make it look like women are supposed to submit to men. Then some ignorant person who is not a student of the head will pick it up and quote it to you. Then you decide to, because I don't want to be against God, I have to submit because it's a man. It's a lie. It's a lie. So women... Don't come and submit to boy. Go and be submitting to boys, boys around. They will mess up your life for you. Eh? So you 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 should know that these people, like how I was saying Charles Darby, 
he has this mind about dispensationalism and then he fixes it into scripture. So now everyone is looking at it and seeing, interpreting it in his lenses, in his lenses. You understand? That is why it is needed that there are so many translations. The ones I can recommend for you, because I've read certain translations and the things they said there, yeah, I was even scared. Like, it is different from what the, the Bible is communicating. Okay? So, you can decide, maybe King James, write King James down. You can decide King James, then NIV, then um, the Passion Translation, and maybe, what again, Amplified, I think. Then you, you can use all these, this four, or you can add another one if you want. And then you are going to read them to have a holistic understanding. Our understanding must be holistic, not one-sided. I follow it. It must be holistic, not one-sided. My phone is about to go off. Let me put it. Okay. Um, wow. I mean, right now, I'm charging my phone, so uh, if it freezes, it's because of the charging. Mm -hmm. Okay. So your understanding must be holistic okay so we use the different versions we use the different views and everything and then we come to a consensus even by the spirit of god what scripture is saying even by the spirit of god you understand not in the lenses of that man of god or that person who decided to right now people are writing their own versions of the bible and you know that whatever they've been teaching that is what the bible communicates for them Mm, that's how the Bible they will make sure it fits into their idea. It will fit into their idea. Mm. So let's be uh, uh, let's be very vigilant of that thing. Okay. Now, this is one thing you should understand. Scripture doesn't exist to prove what you believe. Do you understand me? Scripture doesn't exist to prove what you you believe, because you you have some belief and you are trying to. Lots of people try to make sure that scripture will, will endorse what they say. Um, it's it's unfortunate, but one man of God that I love so much who has passed away, and uh, apparently there was some scandal issue. Some of you may know him, some of you do not know him. Okay. Um, one of the victims of the scandal issue was saying that he was making an assertion about the fact that um <laughs> that David had uh more than one wife or solomon solomon had more than one wife so it is biblical and you know that's that is that is an error you know that is an error you understand it's 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 a very big problem so he was using scripture to prove what he what he wanted to do or to endorse what he wanted to do instead of allowing scripture to reprove his actions he was trying to prove what he wanted. So some of you, you have it in mind. Okay, you have this in your mind. The Bible says, uh, um, the Bible speaks about one saved, forever saved. That's what is in your mind, that it is one saved, forever saved. So you make sure when you are reading the Bible, you must force it to mean one saved, forever saved. That's your mind. You must make sure it will communicate one saved, forever saved. Then you are happy. And you twist it, twist it, twist it to make sure it falls in. Please, scripture is not there to prove your beliefs or 
to, to stand for you. So whatever scriptural assertion you make, it must be proved. The Bible talks about the fact that at the witness of uh, at, at the verdict or at the speaking of two witnesses, a matter is established. That means at least you should have scripture proving it in two or three points. You understand? Scripture should be so whatever will come out as a doctrine or something. That means the scripture should have been able to prove it at a certain number of points. So if I tell you you can lose your salvation, eh, I should be able to show you scriptures from three with two or three witnesses. And the witnesses is not that you look at two books of Paul. No, that means it is different people because it's Paul that wrote um, Hebrew. Paul is the same one who wrote Romans. So I can't say I've looked in Romans. I saw this and I saw it in Hebrew. And so, uh, so that is it. So I have to look at something like Paul and then look at someone like Peter or Paul and look at the saying of Jesus or Paul or, or it's like I'm emphasizing on Paul. Maybe Jesus and John. What did they say concerning this issue? I can look at the New Testament and the Old Testament. What does it say concerning this issue? And by that, the, those those those, um, those places will serve as my witnesses. Then I can say, okay, this thing is true. Because there are certain times, hey, I thought I had got revelation and I was ready to come and preach. I was ready to come and preach the revelation. Hey, I was on fire. Now, you see when you get revelation fresh like that? Yeah. Now you'll be feeling Benzeg Benzeg like, yes, the revelation has come. The revelation, oh. And the, I was so some minutes before I was supposed to teach, that was a long time ago, though. But some minutes before I was supposed to teach, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, said, Elam, go back and read a certain scripture. Hey, when I went, I saw that, yeah, I've lied to myself. I'd lied to myself. I didn't make use of witnesses. I'd lied to myself. And in fact, I when I used the different translations, I realized that, oh, so this is what the scripture is saying. So that means my revelation was shit. You understand? Some of you, the revelation you've had for a while now, go back and study. You realize that it was totally, totally a shit. You understand? A shit. And when you find that is true, make sure you correct it. And don't try to defend. Because a lot of people try to defend themselves. When they see that scripture is clearly communicating otherwise. Please, please, don't try to defend yourself. Eh? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You see, the Bible says that scripture cannot be broken. And if scripture wasn't broken even in those times, it's not you, Ojafo, that will come and break scripture. That is why when people have the boldness to say certain things in this our time and we, we we have to speak about it that hey this is not right you you don't have authority to say certain things like this because scripture makes it clear on this issue that this 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 that you too you want to say another thing please take note of these things it's very important i think i think this will be enough. I can give more things on it. I can speak about a lot of things on it that you may need. But I think for the basis, for you to start your Bible study. Now, don't be in a rush to leave your study. A lot of you, you read the Bible and, and also they read the Bible and then the text 
two minutes. They read the Bible one minute, then they text five minutes. They say, hi, baby. Yeah, I've missed you. I'm reading the Bible right now, but you, we can talk. Then you go back. Then you read the Bible small. Hey, then you reply, I miss you too. You are not, you are not being wise. You don't, you don't respect. Eh? The church of today, we don't give reverence to the word of God. That's the problem. Let's learn to give reverence to the word of God. You see, the Bible speaks about the fact that it is they that diligently seek him who will find him. It is they that diligently seek that find. So if you are not doing what you are doing in diligence, and listen, no one who is being diligent about something will have time to address other issues, other especially irrelevant issues. You understand? If you are being diligent, imagine that you are, on a race, you are in a race, and you are trying to get to the finish line. Finish line, then you see um, someone selling egg and pepper, and because egg and pepper has that you are cannot, you decide to um, just stop a while to buy the egg and pepper, then you go and continue the race. Doesn't make sense to you, and that's what a lot of you do. You are supposed to be uh, excavating the mysteries that are domiciled in scripture. Then you, you, some people cry; they'll be eating whilst they are. They, they are studying the way they want to. They take one, uh, one, <laughs> one bite, then they look at it small, and then you have a divided attention. Don't read the word in a, while you're having a divided attention, and make sure it is in an atmosphere of prayer. You understand? We are praying and we are studying. We are praying and we are studying. We are laboring and we are, you are praying, then you are laboring in the word also. That is what will make your your Bible study life very effective it will make it very very effective a lot of us don't have effective bible study lives a lot that is why we don't see the beauty in scripture when you when when you, you have when you are able to labor in the word as you should you realize how beautiful scripture is and it will make you love scripture even the more even the more it will make you love scripture even the more you understand so take note of this now Remember, the reason why I are studying the work is to a certain end, that work in the experience. So there is a need to consider the application. So when I study this thing about scripture, I'm asked, my focus should be, how does it apply to me? Or how does it apply to the church of today? How does it apply to this era? How does it apply to Israel? What does it mean to me? You don't just read it. Because for reading sake, but the, the end point is that it must affect you in a certain way. So if I'm studying scripture and I can't see how it's affecting me, what is the point of studying it? So definitely, what you see, everything in the Bible is relevant. There is nothing that is not relevant. Everything, especially when you look at the Old Testament, hey, the Old Testament. It, it is a mine of mysteries. Eh? It's a mine of mysteries. Everything you see there is relevant. From the colors, colors. Okay, write this down. So that next time when you see a color, you don't just look at it and pass. Colors, names, patterns, festivals, uh, um, equipment, like the shofar. Yesterday we were doing uh, a study on the missionary pageant, we were studying on the shofar. And the, the things we learned from it, I, me, myself, I was shocked. 
and we saw how the shofar represents the vessel of God, the person God wants to use. And we saw how God is going to bend that person to his will uh, and all the processes that the shofar passes through. And we saw that, uh, well, I can't go into that right now, but we we, we learned a lot. Why? Because we were not trivializing the little things. Because you were, you saw shofar, that you just said, oh, shofar, that is all. And then you moved on. So, the, the thing you are supposed to learn from that simple instrument, shofar, you didn't. Me, I let me tell you something. I personally believe, eh? I personally believe that we've not studied as as the church, we've not studied even two percent of what is in the word of God. We have only scratched the surface. The Bible talks about the fact that in the last days the knowledge of God will increase knowledge will increase and that is one reason why this week god was saying that go back to the roots because knowledge must increase it is beginning from even now it has already begun and we saw that there has been a reformation through the church ages and knowledge keeps increasing increasing our understanding into the bible is getting mighty and mighty and mighty and for us to dominate in, and walk in the light we should now listen if you should see yourself in the spirit eh? i was telling someone today that you are i can't see you i can't see any light i can't see you shining the person would think i'm joking yes but it is true when you see yourself in the spirit if god should reveal you, you to yourself eh? you realize that you are light you, you realize that you are light like you should be a light you should be shining that is actually how we look in the spirit that's why i told him you you are black i can't see anything eh? because all i could see was i i could see a light but it was too it was almost insignificant and this light will increase by the word see how much we know god how much we know God, how much God knows us, how much we know God, how much we are walking in that reality. And we studied on meditation and conscience and all those things. If you didn't listen to them, you need to listen to those things. Else you don't understand why we are doing what we are doing now. You understand? So if your light to shine, it must be by this knowledge that is increasing in this dispensation. And if your knowledge will increase, you must be a student of the word. You must be a student of the word. As for the notes making, I don't think I need to go on to note taking. I don't think I need to go on to note taking. But then now, okay. So let me give you something very practical right now, and then we'll pray so that you can. Um, revise your notes and then you can start using it I've, I, I know i've tried to sleep and the way i've made it practical i've really really tried yes i know me i know you don't need to tell me i've tried because i've made it very very practical okay let's look at let's look at the book of um should we, what's what book okay colossians so i recently did a study on colossians and this is how I was doing my notes making, okay? So when you read the book of Colossians, verse 1, I wrote what I observed in verse 1, 
Okay, I wrote the important details in verse one. Uh, cha Colossians chapter one, verse one. Chapter one, verse seven. I wrote that Epaphras was a servant and a minister to Colossi. Okay, or Colos, the church of Colos. Then I go. I see that in the same chapter one, verse three and five. One thing we can find out is that Paul prays for the church of Colos since he heard of their faith and love and the hope which is taught. Now I must, I must have seen something like the hope which is taught up for them in heaven. What hope is this? But you read it, you think, oh, you know what it is. You just skip it. But you have to look at what hope are they talking about. Because every detail is important. You understand? So he says there is a certain hope laid for them in heaven. I will not tell you what that hope is because I want you to rest. In it. I will tell you what it is. But what it says here is there is a hope stored up for stored up in heaven for them, for them that which was preached to them, and they had the word of truth and the message of grace. Okay, so I came here and I wrote that the message, the word of truth, must contain this hope. Okay, the word of truth. That means if the word of truth comes to someone it must definitely con contain this hope that we are talking about in colossians chapter 1 3 to 5. then i went down and i spoke concerning this hope what is this hope then i started excavating scripture finding out what the hope is so even though i was doing a chapter a, a book study on colossians at the end of it all i found myself in romans i found myself in first peter i found myself in titus i found myself in first john I found myself in Thessalonians just because I was studying what is this hope? You understand? I was just studying what is this hope? It is important. Don't think you know it. You just read this hope then you, you skipped it. I was finding out what is this hope. And it took me to all these verses. All these verses. All these verses. So you think of, you, when you look at my notes it's like documentary because of the number of verses I've put there and the explanations and the write-ups on them. And remember, I'm just at Colossians chapter 1, verse 1 to uh, 5. So just five verses. And what I've written is like maybe four pages. You understand? It is like four pages. Okay, let me go to chapter 2 and let's see what... I'm, I'm just citing examples, okay? So in chapter 2, we see something. Um, okay, the Bible talks about, um, oh, I, I want something very practical for you. I'm looking in my notes on Colossians. So, oh Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, so now let me go to chapter three. I want something that you really understand. Okay, okay, so chapter three, I wrote following Colossians 2, verse 20. Okay, because the, the previous chapter ended with verse 20. But when you came to chapter three, I realized that it was a continuation, it wasn't a complete thought on it, so it was a continuation of what was in chapter two. So I wrote Following Colossians 2, verse 20, which speaks about the death of Christ, uh, death with Christ, we see in chapter 3, verse 1, that the posture one must assume by reason of being raised, which is, we see, we see the posture one must assume by 
the reason of being raised, which is focusing on the things which are above. You understand? So in the previous chapter, we had learned that we were dead with Christ, okay? And we we're raised with Christ. And chapter 3, verse 1 talks about how that our focus should be on things which are above. So people, a lot of times, they quote it and they don't know why the Bible even talked about focusing on things which are above. It is because of what was written in the previous chapter. You understand? So now, what things are above? I have to find out. This is very practical. I have to find out. When we say things are above, what things are actually above, which we must find out? Then I came. James chapter 1, verse 17 says, every good and perfect gift is from the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm finding what is from above. I go to James. I went to Second Peter. And I went to Philippians. All to find out what things are about. Do you understand? So this is how practical your word study must be. Every detail is important. Take note of every single detail. Write note on every single detail. You can do your extra research and all that. It is very good. Um, you can use internet and all that. But as I said earlier on, I don't advise that. I don't really advise that. I don't really advise that. Because the internet, what people say there, you find a lot of lies and a lot of trash on the net. So before you attend to the internet or try to use other sources and stuff, make sure that you have the understanding that you have done so far by your research and by your study in the world. Okay, I think I should take some questions. But then, because I'm not using my earpiece, I'm not really going to hear. So, I'm going to allow you to text me. I'll just read out the question. Okay? So, in the space of a minute, let's see. Those who have questions on studying the Word of God, your Bible study. Okay? You ask the question, and then I will address it for you. Okay, let me get my earpiece. Where's if you have a question you can ask that right now i've dealt with a lot of things giving you a lot of pointers in studying the way uh, someone's someone's screen is um someone is sharing his screen can you um yeah that's great thank you okay please if you have your question send it to me right now you can click on my handle or you can click on my name and then send the question so that i read it out and i answer it i'm giving you the space of um just a minute a minute yes so that if no one has a question and i know you clearly understand or if there was a point you didn't understand you can ask so that i'll explain it to you Okay, now I have my earpiece, so you can unmute yourself if you have a thing. Anyone with a question, if you can't unmute yourself, that means you have to raise your hand. Just click on it and we will unmute you and then I can answer your question for you. On studying the word of God. Okay, I, I believe everyone understood all the points i raised clearly 
I believe everyone understood all the words, uh, all the points I raised clearly. Now, I think the last thing I should leave with you, and I've, I've said it already, but one of the most important things about your word study is your prayer. You pray, pray. Like, if you are someone who wants to be a student of the word, you have to be a man of prayer. They go hand in hand. First, in fact, let me put it this way. To be a student of the word, you must be a man of prayer. To be a man of prayer, you must be a student of the word. Okay? To be a student of the word, you must be a man of prayer. If you have to be a man of prayer, you must be a student of the word. They work hand in hand. Some of you, you pray, and, uh, the prayer warriors, see, stop that nonsense. You never open your Bible. What do you think you are doing? And that's why you always pray, yes, kill this, kill that. You don't know what the word of God says. The prayer warriors here, please don't be like uh, those prayer warriors who don't want to study the word, who don't want to labor in the word. And those of us who labor in the word, you see, the thing is that when you are you, you keep studying the word and you neglect the issue of prayer, what will happen is that everything you are studying, will feed your flesh instead eh? even though you are studying the word of god it will feed your flesh in the sense that it will only puff you up it will make you a proud person you will think you know eh? you think you know because you are not praying because when you come to a place of prayer it will, it will break you down into humility it will break you down into humility you understand and you allow the holy spirit to have a free flow in guiding you through the word Remember, prayer becomes an avenue for the functioning of the Spirit of God. So if the Spirit of God is supposed to guide you through Scripture, it must be by prayer. Okay. Since no one has a question, let's pray. Wow, we've had a long week. The reason has been for five days. It was supposed to be for four days, but I decided to add this session so that we can do a little word study and understand how to study the word remember i gave you an assignment and i want to all of you to go and look at it i told you go and look for the pictograph hebrew pictograph okay hebrew pictograph get your resources that i've told you to get and then if you need help in configuring it um there'll be people to help you so i think Philly and Derek, i'm dropping their handles for you Phoebe, and it's a hard cry. It's a hard cry. So if you need any help, in because some of the applications where you download it, you need help. Someone will need to help you to set you uh, set it up. Okay, then these people will help you. And if you have any questions, even after maybe you go over the notes and you are not able to do something, you can ask and we'll help you. Also, those of you who want to be on the missionary page, you know. The Psalmist, we are a missionary organization. We do missions. And we um, last year, we were at Ashaiman. This year, we were at where, Manhia. We spent three days there um, preaching the word of God, um, laying hands on people, baptizing people in the Holy Ghost. And it was wonderful. You will love it. Um, baptizing people in water and all those things. Yeah. So those of you who want to be on the missionary page, you can text Phoebe. Now you text Phoebe. Her, her handle is the Soul Bridge. You see there, okay? You text Phoebe, and then 
uh, you interact with her. Okay. So God richly bless you. Now, I, I think we should pray. Let's pray. What to pray is that whatever we've studied here, even God by spirit will teach us. He will continue to teach us even from here that we will be students of the word. We don't want to continue in the old fashion of ineffective Bible study. You understand? We don't want to continue in that old fashion of ineffective Bible study. We, we have to be students of the word. I want to see that the ones who are, you see, the service, we have a lot of media men here. I myself, am, uh, I do photography and videography. We have Sir Michael. Sir Michael is a photographer, a videographer. He does graphic work. Derek does graphic work. All of us. We want that the people in the media, when when you stand by the media man and he speaks the way that you you think he's an archbishop have you heard <laughs> he's an archbishop and arch apostle arch prophet arch everything arch teacher that, that is what we are expecting we are expecting that in the coming ages the one who is a cleaner he, he speaks the word of god and it's it, there is something because you see in the home the first priest the first teacher is the father is the man this week we'll be dealing with the model man and you will understand a lot of things the first priest in the home is the man but we have so many fathers because they don't know how to study the word they can't teach their children anything they can't teach their children anything this generation will not be like that amen this generation and make it a point that it starts from you when you start to do the right thing it starts from you when you start to do the right thing you see you see a lot of people are waiting for it to just happen collectively. No, it starts from a certain point. I decided to labor in the word. Someone else, Brakwami decided to labor in the word. Brother Alpari decided to labor in the word. Prophet Prince decided to labor in the word. Derek is laboring in the word. And we are all doing, we are all doing, and we are going together. And we, till we come to the unity of the knowledge and the unity of the faith in Christ Jesus. I want that the people I'm training, they'll come to me and teach me certain things and I'm going to be like, hey, Charlie, review. You understand? I'm not saying go and be looking for review, review, but be a student of the word. The cleaners, the bank managers, the people who are selling in their stores, we want you to be able to speak the word. Because you have people telling you tongues is not biblical. They don't study. They don't study. You have people saying all sorts of things. They don't study. So we are praying, God help me. God help us. Even by your spirit. Is that we will be diligent to study the word. Because this, uh, you see, this is discipline. We need to be disciplined to study the word. We need to be a disciplined person. So Lord, help us to be diligent. To develop that discipline. To labor in the word. Just one verse. Why should I spend an hour on it? The normal human will understand why you should spend an hour on that verse. But if you are a spiritual man, you will see that one hour on that verse will take you to another dimension. So God help me. Help me. Just lift your voice. In the name of Jesus. Help me. For a very long time, I've been studying the word in a wrong way. For a very long time. I've been studying the word in a wrong way. Help me that I will be a student of the word. That I will be a student of the word. I will not be ashamed of my workmanship. I will not be ashamed of my workmanship. 
that I receive that approval as one who was who is not ashamed of his workmanship. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Revaluste Evinakabaski. Arofaloskinaste. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to do something for you. I'm putting um some images on the page for you. Okay. It's going to now when you read the Bible, you understand how the Bible translations work. There are word for word, thoughts for thoughts, and paraphrases. Okay. So for the word for word, we have something like interlinear, ESV, RSV, um, KJV, NKJV, and then it moves to thoughts for thoughts. You know, this one is quite self-explanatory. You should understand what we mean by thoughts for thoughts. Okay. So it's it's it picks a thought and interprets the thoughts. Then paraphrase will change, it will paraphrase the whole thing. Okay. And then we have the way the Bible should be read, read and wrong ways for uh, for which people read it. Okay, so I'm going to post it. You can look at those, and then that is also going to further in your studies. Okay, so you go and bring back testimonies and Let's go. And you're having any difficulty with studying the word, you can contact Phoebe. You can contact Derek. If you have my contact, fine. You can contact me. And then I'm going to give you the assistance you need. But then, this is just to climax your week because this week we've dealt with a lot of spiritual matters. You just have to come here. And don't think this is not spiritual. It is. We have to come a little casual to make you understand the technicalities of your labor in the word. Do you understand? So God richly blessed you. Now, okay. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lena. So I told you guys to remind me that we have to pray for the nation. Yeah, we have to pray for the nation. So we are going to spend minutes to do that. Okay. And, oh, wow. I have a wonderful man of God here. Uh, I don't know if you, you've heard of Eduji, sir Eduji, he's he's here with us tonight. It's it's a great blessing having you here, sir. It's a great blessing. Eduji is here with us. Um, if you've heard of Prayer Walk Ghana, Prayer Walk G, sir Eduji, so he's here with us tonight. Yeah. So as I said, we are going to spend two minutes, just two minutes, by praying for the country because of the prophetic, um, the prophecy that I gave and the confirmations that we've had from the other two men of god uh there's a need for us to pray about this okay so just lift your voice and begin to cry for the nation we are telling god that god whatever diabolic agenda that the enemy has 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 set and has projected into this nation even by your mercies oh lord let it be made now and void in the name of jesus we command that the words of the enemy and the speakings of the enemy be silenced even by the power of the holy ghost terrorism will not destroy ghana no it will not terrorism will not destroy africa it will not but even in all the happiness father lord we pray that you raise a generation unto yourself, a generation of mighty people, a generation of great men, even by your spirit. 
even by your spirit even by your spirit even by your spirit we speak oh lord and we strengthen the security systems in the nation even by the spirit lord every group of people that have decided to bring about confusion we silence their voices we silence their voices we thank you lord in the name of jesus amen so god richly bless you for being with us tonight uh wow it has been a long week and honestly we've we've, we've had a great 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 time we've had a great time we've had a great time uh, god willing this week we may okay i think i'll communicate this to you later we are dealing with the model man and it is for men mainly it is for guys mainly but the ladies are invited because you grow up and get married to a man you need to understand uh, what we'll be teaching this week okay so the model man conference in fact I'll share the flyer, okay? But what I want you to do, okay, after the uh, lesson, after after the meeting, I'm going to share an image, and then I want you to share that your status. It's for the messages, okay? It's just for the messages. In fact, let me do that now. The Bodyward Conference. Okay. So I've posted... Okay, I, I've posted it. Okay, so we can share that image of statuses and make sure your friends find the audios. Okay, they are pinned on the channel. This one will also be sent. So, those who want to, uh, okay, someone has a question. It says, Is it good to study with music? <laughs> Please, I think that depends on you. That depends on you. But music has the tendency to calm a person down. It actually, has a tendency to calm a person down but depending on the music you are using it may rather confuse you or like distract you okay so please then i think it should be dependent on you okay so i've shared the image let's share that to our status it's rise are taking roots the other images are for you but this one is for your status okay and not to listen to all the sermons. If you are not here the whole week, listen to them. They are really going to bless you. So God richly bless you, and you have a wonderful night.